Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. Hey, everybody. I am so excited today because I am interviewing a new friend of mine, Michelle, and she is going to be sharing with us some nuggets that she learned in her first couple of years in the teaching world that I think you will really enjoy hearing about. So one thing we really focus on here is that we are walking with a kingdom mindset, that we're not living in with a poverty mentality or a lack mentality. Instead, we're walking the abundance that Jesus paid for. And so one of the things I love about Michelle is that she's been stepping into this new place of freedom and the things that God has called her to, but she's been walking in this journey. And a lot of the beginning of her journey, wouldn't you say, Michelle, was when you first started teaching. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so I'm really excited for her to come on today to share with us how she got into the world of teaching and um, some of the things that she learned just by being friends with Holy Spirit. So welcome, Michelle. (laughs) Hi. So you start out with just sharing with us what brought you into the world of education and where you landed once you got in. Yeah. So I come from a family of teachers. My mom is currently a teacher. And then my grandma retired as a teacher. And then I have two aunts that are teachers. And um, so looking at, you know, high school, going into college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do missions someday, but that wasn't the open door yet. So um, I knew I liked kids. And so I went into elementary education and I ended up getting a really good scholarship that required me to teach in Kansas. Each year it was awarded. I student taught. And then at that same school, I was offered a job there. And so taught fourth grade for about three years. Which is a huge score to go from student teaching, getting offered a job and getting to stay in the same building. And you mentioned earlier before that you loved your principal. Mm -hmm. That is so awesome. One of the things that you also said is that your principal was a believer. Mm-hmm. which opens a door for you because not all of us have worked under Christian leadership in public mm-hmm. education. So mm-hmm. that's really a special thing. Will you tell us, there was something really special that you shared with me earlier about your library, which I found so fascinating oh, that yeah. your principal was totally fine with. Will you share that with us? Mm-hmm. Because I find it encouraging. Yeah. So there's an action Bible and it's basically the comic book version or graphic novel version of the Bible And our library had, our school library had two copies of it. And so for silent reading time, sometimes I would read stories to the kids and um, my kid, my classroom specifically, the students, they would rotate through who got to check out the Action Bible. And so I was openly able to talk about the stories of Jesus. And um, one student had said, you know, I actually have a real Bible at home. And so he brought it and would read Ephesians 6 in our classroom. And of course, I wasn't going to say no to scripture reading in my classroom. So students were always asking what my favorite stories were. And so it was just an easy way to share the gospel and in a place where you're technically not supposed to. 
I love that. He came in sharing about the armor of God from Ephesians yeah. 6. That's so great. And you guys, you know, what's really fun too, is that while Michelle was working, I think it would have been your first or second year, mm-hmm. I was working or partnered with United Way, helping with a reading program that was supporting yeah. your school, working with a second grader while you were teaching fourth grade. And we didn't even know each other then, yeah. which is such a yeah. fun connection to think about now. <laughs> I know that you are really purposeful, Michelle, in the way that you go about living your life. And one of the things that you love and you've shared just briefly here was that you have a heart for missions Mm -hmm. and that when you were called to work in public education and you just landed yourself a job at Franklin where you student taught, you also brought with you friend, Holy Spirit. Will you share with us how you set the atmosphere for purpose for the kingdom to come mm-hmm. and God's will to be done in your classroom every day. What did that look like? Like I said, I've wanted to do missions for a really long time, but knew I had to teach for a while. So I knew that teaching was my mission field. And so asking the Lord, how do I create this space where you're welcome, where we are not, we're not openly able to talk about you. And I would just go in in the mornings and just say, Lord, this classroom belongs to you. I had a wall that just had Um, windows all around it. And I just pray over the windows that even the light coming in would be a reflection of the light of Christ coming into my classroom and would pray over my door that the oil of the Lord would be falling um, from my doorway, like a waterfall that anyone who walked in would be um, touched by the spirit. And even um, outside being outside the classroom on my way to work, I would be praying, Lord, would you already be in my classroom before I even get there and set your angels there so that I'll be protected. My students will be protected. And it really changed things um, when I started praying those kinds of prayers. That's so powerful because when you set the tone, but then you're also inviting God's angels to come, which it says in the word that they minister to us and Mm -hmm. that they carry out the commands that we even like the declarations that we make on our heart, the Lord sends them out on our command that their servants winds of fire. And like you Mm -hmm. doing that was really like inviting and the angelic host to come and even speak to your kids or like stir up the atmosphere Mm -hmm. that they would hear the heartbeat of heaven. They would hear the father's heart for them too. Mm -hmm. You know, earlier, something that you said too, that I wanted to bring up here on the podcast was that you were also learning how to hear God's voice or how to engage with the fact that we're a prophetic people, those who hear the voice of the Mm -hmm. Lord, that hear it so that we can speak a life and a word in due season that breathes life over bones. Will you speak to some of the things that the Lord was showing you and how you responded to that in thinking about protecting and wanting to foster Mm -hmm. God's presence in your classroom with your students? Yeah, so um, I think something that I learned to do early on was just loving the students. Um, Even if that meant curriculum had to be put to the side. I know that it was really important for me growing up um, in the schools to have a teacher who cared for me. And that's, those are the teachers you remember are the ones who love and perfect, his perfect love casts out all fear. And so I just, teachers would come into my classroom and they'd be like, it's so peaceful in here. What are you doing? And Meanwhile, there's kids, you know, yelling or whatever, but they still think it's peaceful in there because the presence of the Lord is there. A huge thing that I did, I'm a worship leader also, and so I love worship music, and I would always have worship music playing in the background. It was always instrumental, but if I noticed that the classroom was getting a little wild, I would just put this worship music on 
very quietly, maybe not even the kid in the back of the room could hear it. But right when I would press play, it would completely change everything and they would calm back down and um, there would be peace, uh, visible peace throughout the room. So that's so powerful. God's spirit can move through different avenues and music is a big one for setting tone. And I noticed even with my own students, like I would play wordless worship music too. And they would often come in and say, you know, I want to listen to that music that you love when I'm writing. And I really believe it was like the Holy spirit wanted to come and engage with them. And I would pray over their desk that they would specifically hear that they would hear the Lord's heart for them, that they would have creative ideas from heaven and inspiration from heaven but that when they began to write during writing time, which we had right after lunchtime that I would play music that they actually heard more during that time. And I really believe Mm -hmm. it's because it was Holy spirit inspired music that was stirring up the atmosphere to engage with peace, to engage with creativity and that it began to flow. And then they wanted to share the things that they were coming up with because the Mm -hmm. Lord was totally inspiring them and making them excited about what they were doing before them, which was a really fun assignment they were actually hearing from heaven and getting to bring that in. So it's so fun. Mm -hmm. Really, really fun. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you mentioned that the staff would come to you and say, Michelle, what are you doing in your classroom? That's different because you're getting, you know, so-and-so Johnny to work for you, but Mm -hmm. these kids have never worked for me before. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? I remember in each year that I taught that there was always one, at least one student that the teachers beforehand or the special teachers, they'd just be like, "Uh, good luck. Like it's going to be really hard. And I was just like, okay, like I'll, I'll see what the Lord has to say about this kid. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they were like, how, how did you even get this kid to pick up a pencil and to write his name even or her name? And I, I can't really say it was one specific thing that I did or a, a strategy or anything but just listening to them and being available to them. Um, I remember I had a student who um, hated going to specials and would throw fits that we, that they had to go to specials. And I just remember one time I just sat with them and talked with them for maybe five minutes when they were supposed to be at specials. And after that five minutes of talking they went willingly. And it's like, if you just give that student space, that's really, it's really what they want and desire. And then it was shortly after that, that they started producing quality work for me that hadn't been done for teachers past. So that's huge. And so like you providing that space for the kid to have peace and to call out the gold in them and listen to their heart Mm -hmm. was big. And they weren't necessarily getting that everywhere, anywhere else, but you were providing that. And so Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage those listening or watching today that you do carry the presence of Jesus wherever you go. And that when you provide that space, that landing space for him to come and rest, your students find that in you. It's like, you're like a, a shelter as it were, like it says, we can rest in the shadow of the almighty and we find rest there. And you would get to be a conduit of God's presence. And you are doing that for them. You're providing a place of peace and rest for them. And they feel that difference when they step out from underneath you for the rest of the day or specials or whatever. And so even getting to pray for your, like your coworkers, that they would begin to see ways that they can call it the golden kids or even engage with God's presence too, (laughs) that we can do that even working in public school. And Michelle and I were even talking earlier about there's assignment times too, where people 
are called to be in, to stay in public education. Cause I know some people are really praying right now, Lord, is this for me, it feels hard or it just feels intense right now. Am I supposed to stay? And I would just encourage you to really press into the Lord and remember that whatever he's called you to, you get to go on assignment that you carry the signet ring of the King and that he's commissioned you to bring his goodness and glory. Cause doesn't our society and our earth need the goodness of God right now to break through, to break off people warring against one another, ideologies and things. It's like, he wants to come in with his goodness and really show people who he really is, that he's so, so good, but he wants to get in and out through you. And so you being available to say, you know, I'm not just going every day for a paycheck, or I'm not just going to work to make it, but I'm someone who's here on assignment, filling the purpose and the destiny of the King. And he wants to use me and I'm I'm a willing vessel. So here I am, Lord, send me. It's such a beautiful thing. And I know, Michelle, for you, you had your scholarship and you fulfilled your time at your school. And now she's headed out to the nations to go do the thing that the Lord has opened up for her to do uh, since COVID struck. And we just know that whatever God has called us to, he is using all things for his glory and our good, that nothing we do is going to be wasted. And whether he keeps you where you're at to be a watchman on the wall He calls you to move from public to private, or maybe you're going to start homeschooling your kids this year, or you're staying. Just know that God has placed you in strategic places for such a time as this to bring the goodness of God to our land and that he wants to use you in mighty ways. And so, Michelle, would you even pray for teachers right now as they are finishing up the school year, or maybe they just finished, but they're contending for what their next assignment is? Would you pray for them? Of course. Yeah, Jesus, I just thank you so much for this time. I pray for all the teachers listening right now, the teachers that feel weak, the teachers that feel tired from the school year. Lord, I pray that you would revive them and breathe new life into them, into the assignment that you've called them into. Would you open their eyes to see where you're moving, where you're working, even throughout this year, Lord, where you were moving, where you were working, and maybe they just didn't see it at that time, Lord. Um, and just bring to remembrance their students and for them to already start praying for the students that they're going to have next year, Lord. Um, Lord, would you just um, revive the passion for teaching again in their hearts, um, whether it's inside the classroom, outside the classroom, once a teacher, always a teacher. And would we model your your love to every student that we come in contact with, Jesus. Um, pray for strength and a sound mind, Jesus, over every teacher. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Michelle. Well, I just thank each one of you for pressing into what the Lord has for you because you are a kingdom carrier and you change the world wherever you go. So just thank you for pressing into his presence. And thank you, Michelle, again, for coming on and sharing a little bit of your story and setting the atmosphere. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources, in-person and online events, and receive my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash declarations. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. Speaking Words of Life for educators. 
Until next time, don't forget, you're a world changer and what you do every day is changing lives.